Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hi, welcome to Tea Time with Amy and Bev. Good day. Good day. Good day. How are you? So I was prepared this morning for that question. Um, <laughs> uh, so today I have contacts in. So with my vision, I see up close very easily. I can read super small print, but seeing at a distance is blurry. Like I, I, I can see you. I could, you know, I see your face, like all the stuff. It's just not detailed. So um, I can't operate without glasses. You know, just can't read the street signs type of thing or a license plate. So, <laughs> so um, we're going to go out and play in the desert. And I wanted to wear sunglasses, a little bit more protection for my eyes than uh, my regular glasses because they kind of wrap around. And uh, um, so now... I can see at a distance very well, uh, but now I have to wear the readers so I can see up close. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's an interesting, so my thing right now, you know, this morning is just seeing through a different lens. Right. And Wait, it's how, funny that you, yeah, yeah, go ahead and how, or as I say, and how adapting. So I've had to adapt. I've had to get a tool, right? A tool. So I have a, something in my eyes to see at a distance, but now I need a tool to see up close. Um, so go ahead and, and share what you're going to say. I was going to say that we just watched a, a, a show, a documentary here at the house. It's called Superhuman. It was actually really good. because I Alex Ferrari had done an interview with this gal. I cannot remember what her name is right now, but she's also the person that created the movie superhuman she has a lot of information that he had brought up but anyway she's the creator of that she's in the movie as well and it talks about you know learning how to see with all of our senses with all, with all, with ourselves not even not even focusing on the eyes we put so much emphasis on the eyes here's an example i i am, am also using readers recently but when i have when i'm coming through in these um these experiences that I have now, I will say that I don't know if you want to call it meditation or it's an in-between place, right? Especially when I'm coming back into this body or whatever from the night, it just, it's a weird sensation, but I'll see things. It's such a fine, close detail, like the, every single fiber of a carpet, uh, pieces of sand that I can't see here. And it talks about people doing this stuff. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit in the past. They even had shown the kids again with the masks on their eyes, reading books, 
going to the grocery store, but not just kids. It's not something that's limited to children. And I had done some research on this and they were saying, well, you need to be this age in order to be able to pick this up. And it's, that's not true. I don't, that to me, that's a limiting thought. That means that they're, they're Amy, you're just going to have to stay with how you are. You're fucked because you did, didn't do this between now and seven years old, right? Or beginning into seven. It's like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that's all. I don't believe limiting beliefs. I actually will push against it. And maybe that's my way of finding solutions to it. But it's like they were reading and doing these things. And there was a woman that she's like using magnifying glass that she has to hold up to everything to read it. And she's learned how to read this way and see things this way without doing anything. They're showing kids playing. There, there's a lot of things, but there's a lot of things in that show, that documentary, that's really, it, it's eye-opening for a lot of people. A lot of people would be familiar with a lot of this stuff, but I think some of the stuff would probably still surprise them. So that was awesome. And then taking that into it, because I've just been kind of drawn to certain things. I'd watched The Shack a long time ago, and I know you've seen it as well. Such a good movie, but I watch things again because we've changed. Yeah. We're not the same. We're like speaking of seeing through a lens. We're seeing things through a different lens now because our perspectives, our perceptions have changed. It happens. It's it's just it's a it's a phenomenal place to be in, and just recognizing and watching that and really picking up the messages and and it had messages throughout the whole thing. But even hearing him differently this time, because I would have been in a different space when I had seen it before. So it's, I find it fascinating, but it's funny that we're talking about the vision, but it talk, went right to that show. Because to me, that with that woman having that amount of problem, and that's where some of my struggles been. But like I said, to be able to see so crystal clear details when I'm in that in-between place or if I'm in meditation and something comes up, you can see such fine details. So to me, it's like that's something I don't think that my suit's broken down. I, From my perspective, I feel like I've picked up information. Maybe I watched a commercial. You know what I mean? That said, hey, if you do this, you're going to have this with your vision. Or I read the back of a bottle and it said, well, if you take this, it's going to affect your bit. Who knows? Or because I saw my mom and I saw my grandma and I saw my grandpa. You know what I mean? If we see all those things, we almost feel like that's part of the process. And it, now it, for me, it's, you know, it's it's looking into it and seeing, looking into it and seeing how things can change, how our perspectives can change, how we can see from a different way instead of trying to focus on this. And it's like, for me, with our eyes, it's like, what am I not wanting to see? So for mine, it's it's um, been up close stuff. So seeing things up close and now I'm noticing a distance issue. Well, that to me is because I'm of these right here that I don't feel are necessary, but right now they're a necessary tool, as you said, for me to use right now until I can get my mind or find out what are my blocks? How did I create this? Or how can I uncreate this? How can I create what I want to create? So it's like this whole journey is part of this whole process that you're even talking about. And then, you know, realizing it's not a punishment, it's a tool. It's a tool right now. And now I'm getting new information so I can do something with it. I don't know what to do with that yet, but it's I haven't it's made me ask questions within so I know the answers will come. So um what I, one thing I want to say is that. I changed something in for me, in me, right? I made a change. And yes. now I need a tool to help me do something different. Yes. Something different than what I'm used to doing. And so this is what we do when we're on a healing journey is we're used to doing something a certain way. And when we step on that path of healing 
whether it's the physical body, a mental state, emotional state, spiritual connection, whatever that is, when you decide to make a change, you need the tools, you need uh, other information, other guidance to help you move in the direction to uh, make the shift in the in the in the direction that you're going or want to go, right? So just bringing that around to this is my tool today for me to see up close. So because <laughs> I made a change. Hundred <laughs> percent. The other thing, you know, you talk about limiting beliefs. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter what age you are. I I am absolutely fascinated with Dr. Joe Dispenza and his work. I love it. And uh, I just, um, I've listened this past week three times to an interview that he did with um, Ed Milet and just listening to it over and over and over again because of his absolute belief and proof, scientific proof, like report proof on paper, seeing the graphs, seeing the images of people healing themselves at any age, children, middle, older, like any age range, um, just healing uh, deep, like a woman who's been blind since she was a child. And then she does, she follows his process. And now, you know, she sees images. What he talks about is on the stage, there's two giant floral arrangements and because of her vision, she thought he had bodyguards on the stage, on the stage the whole time. And then uh, over the time of them being together in this, you know, huge group of people following the direction of Dr. Joe Dispenza's um, process, she was able to see that they were actually floral arrangements. And this was only in like within a week time frame of being in there. So we are, I just, I'm, it just fascinates me so much of uh, how incredible we are. And then along with that is, um, you know, when we talk about limiting beliefs, this last time I went to the eye doctor, I go every year, get my eyes checked. And uh, this time when I went, his comment to me was, you have the perfect vision for glasses. And I had to think about that for a while. I'm thinking, wow, isn't that a ginormous seed you just planted in my, if I, re, if I take it on, right. And if I believe that, but it's saying you're going to wear glasses for like forever type of thing. Like this, keep this vision because it's perfect <laughs> to wear glasses, which means, you know, I got to pay for these things every year. Um, so be mindful as having like a super, you know, Bev and I, we, we listen to our conversations with people and we really listen to what's being said to us. And then, I mean, we use our bodies I'm, I'm speaking for you, Bev. So if I'm out of, if I'm, I'm not speaking correctly, then let me know, but you feel those words when those words like penetrate your aura and they're coming at you, you can feel like, Ooh. This is your belief. This is not my belief. Your belief is I have per perfect vision because that's your training. That's your programming. That's your uh, way of 
um, speaking to your clients. That doesn't set well with me because that is a limiting belief. That is, that is telling me that I'm perfect. Well, I am perfect the way I am. And it's probably not going to get any better type of thing. So it's up to me to take that on, to take those words on and own it and say, oh, I got the perfect vision for glasses. Isn't that great? And own it. Or like Bev's talking about, you know, or Dr. Joe Dispend is like, why do you need glasses? You don't need them. You you do your process, you do your healing, you do your your reprogramming. You follow, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza's process or somebody else who might resonate with you. I'm not saying he's the one, but that's who I follow. And so I will talk highly of that. Um, find the process that feels good to you to use, utilize, to make changes. And along the way, utilize the tools that's going to help you to move in the direction you want to go. And I, and I feel like it gives me a different perspective. I remember giving my mom a hard time about picking on her, but I learned that. I learned that from my stepdad. He was always picking. He was like the big brother, always picking. So I we all learned to pick on each other all yeah. the time, which was ridiculous. But I have a different perspective on things. It's like even to have like readers on to bend down to work on something. It's very, it can be very frustrating. And you talk about using the words and using the words. Oh, I can't look at that. I, I need my glasses. So we I keep myself in that constant state of that need for the glasses at this point. But again, it's, am I stuck in this place? No, but I'm exploring this place where I'm at. Because once I become neutral, I no longer have anything to learn from it, but I've had stuff to learn from it. I really have. And I, and I understand that I have a different perspective. It's no different than going through child abuse or any of that other stuff. I, I'm, I am who I am because of my experiences, but those experiences gave me a different perspective. And now I'm on the other side of them. So it doesn't feel so heavy, dark. And um, it's just, it's, I'm more neutral about all that stuff. So it's, I'm, it's the same, nothing different right now for me with glasses. It's learning to be in that space. Maybe it is learning to see with the eyes closed, you know, and that puts us into quietness and stuff like that. It's a fascinating thing. Um, our bodies do. And I, I was going to say it, fascinating thing. So Thanksgiving, great hung out with the family. It was great. The next day we were supposed to have another Thanksgiving with my, at my niece's house. I woke up that morning and my low back was kind of bothering me. Well, it didn't, um, it didn't get any better and I, I can isolate where, what it came from, but I'm not so sure I'm ready to talk about that, but I, but the low back was bothering me. And so I wake up that next morning and, and as the day progresses, it's getting so bad. I can't even get like, I can't, for me to walk around, it was miserable. It was a miserable space to be in. And I kept thinking, oh no, I'm, I tried everything I could to go to go be able to go to my niece's house for this, for Thanksgiving so we could all be together. And it just wasn't working. And and Freeman's like, you're just gonna have to stay home. You're just gonna, I'm like, nope, I'm still gonna try this, this and this. And I tried everything. I tried muscle relaxers, anti-inflammatories. Um, I didn't get into a, a deep space of meditation, but I had gone there a couple of times and, but not really putting any much effort into it. So I know the space that I was in and I just wasn't in that space. Could it have made it better, faster? Possibly, quite possibly. I could probably go with a yes on that. But it's like, so as the day went by, so I just knew that it was at that point, I was frustrated and we were sitting outside talking and he was like pointing out the positives. I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Who knows what, what this kept us from or whatever. It just wasn't meant to be. And it's all right. It's not to push against 
you know, not to swim upstream. I don't have to do that. So I just let kind of let go and let it flow. Well, by yesterday, I was feeling better, which was great because I went to um, see that Matt Frazier in, in Laughlin. So that was awesome. But it's uh, and then I end up not doing work in the morning because there was things that happened that let me know that I wasn't to work. And I also know that I, the way that I was feeling, I needed to honor myself. And it's like, how often do we take the time to do this stuff? I never would have in the past, ever. Even if I was as miserable as I was that on Friday, I would have still gone to try to go to work. Because I know that that's, you know, eventually it would have gotten better. I would have forgotten about it. Maybe energy would have flowed through me. Who knows? Who knows my thought process on that? But it's just being aware of those things. And it's like our body's not here to punish us. It's here to slow us down. And I could have stayed in that state of frustration and victim and anger and all these other things which was all emotional and then it's I didn't have to be and it's like I worked through stuff in my mind that helps helped me deal with this the low back stuff the, the issues that I was having of course we're right around the full moon so recognizing that things are coming to a surface but also to for us to release and but also I'm noticing I'm just changing so much I don't know it's hard to put a finger on I, I feel happier more often than not um, i'm smiling a lot more i'm just enjoying doing the things that i'm doing and then recognizing when i don't feel feel like i'm really in my passionate place when i'm doing something that automatically to shift to what feels good and that may be nothing more than my thoughts yeah. um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to the glasses things because when you start talking something popped in so I want to go there first, um, that the belief of needing the glasses, right? How often, I mean, it's, it's all the time. Um, when a child, uh, now remember our programming from zero to seven. So when a little, a child has the, uh, in that moment does need glasses to see, but then the parent Oh, it keeps telling that story over and over and over. And the, so the child is taking on that information. Oh, they need glasses. They need glass, right? They just keep hearing that over. And so the child's like, oh, I do need glasses. I do need glasses. I do. And so they just grow up. That's belief system. That's how belief systems get programmed into our, into our subconscious. And so then as they get older, they'll always need glasses unless, again, bringing up Joe Dispenza, they find some kind of work and thinking, you know, the idea of, oh, can I can change this? <laughs> we don't know what we don't know. I didn't know this stuff until I started learning it. So um, just being open to that information and, and the possibilities. I mean, possibilities are endless in this lifetime and, and all the things we can do. And, and they're finding, you know, more and more things that uh, how powerful we really are with our, with our mind and our mental um, awareness and, and our emotions. And so just being open to that. And when you were talking about, well, there was probably a reason why I wasn't supposed to go to that gathering. And there was a reason why I wasn't supposed to go to work or whatever that might be. And you may never know, right? You may never know what that was, what maybe an accident you avoided or something. Um, and I say that because on, uh, Saturday so yesterday um I was I had to go to a fun I had to go to a function for my job 
And then afterwards, now, mind you, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna go do this. And I need to get home because I have all this other stuff to do. And um, my boss says, well, because the shop small Saturday, she's like, I'm gonna go walk um, the businesses. So do you want to go with me? Now, my, my ego is saying you got stuff to do, you need to get home. But something in me was saying, no, you need to go do this. You need to go walk with her. All right. Okay. So, you know, I'm just having that internal battle because, you know, that ego stuff. And when you have things to do, you just need to get go do them. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll walk with you. So we walked. Um, I saw in a store, a sto store owner who I have not seen for years. And I saw her, I was just so excited and gave her a hug. And had I not gone on that walk, I wouldn't have seen her because who knows if I would have ever went into that store. I'm just being honest. In doing this with walking, and then I, um, we, we had walked long enough, like I got, I was getting hungry. And then it ended up like I, I left, I went back to my vehicle and um, left. And then I'm trying to think, well, I'm kind of hungry. So what I, I want to pick up something on my way home. What am I going to have? So then the, the place I decided to go, I go in, I place my order. I'm waiting for it. A person comes in who I have not seen for years and got a hug from them and reconnected and exchanged numbers and stuff. When I left, I took a route home and right where I would be pulling out of the parking lot, there was an accident. And I, everything along the, during that, from, you know, I, of course, I always, I, when things like this happen, man, I, I re, rewind. I'm like, man, if I wouldn't have done this and did this and I wouldn't have seen this person, saw that person, I would have maybe been in this accident. Who knows? But just the way everything lined up was just a fascinating day. And I was so thankful for it, for all of it. It was so cool. And that's what we can be thankful, not knowing, even not knowing that there was an accident, right? It's just being thankful. And it was being thankful 100% that I understand what you're saying. I'm going to go back to the glasses now and what popped into my head when you were talking about the glasses, about the glasses from these glasses, damn it. <laughs> sometimes we see somebody that wears glasses that a lot of people idolize or like or whatever. So it's like as a child, because that's what popped into my head. And I don't know who that would have been for me, but it popped in my head for a reason. But it was, we might have seen someone that wore glasses and thought, oh, I want to wear glasses. And it's like our manifestation. Yes, our manifestation would have been a lot slower in that process to, to in that creation but we created it and that's what i probably would say no matter how you created it it was created it yeah. doesn't have to stay that way so it's it's just like i said before it's exploring it and then recognizing there's reasons that this stuff comes up whether that was for you me both of us probably you know what i mean yeah. or whoever else is listening but i do feel like that has a lot to do with it because we would have looked up to those persons now that's the same thing that's going to happen to somebody else yep I unless I, they can recognize what to stand in your own power to be happy with who you are not to want to be somebody else we're perfect just the way we are yep I idolized somebody in my family they wore glasses I thought they were amazing and I wanted to be just like them and in third grade I got glasses I had to wear glasses there you go I've been wearing them ever since <laughs> so I'm a testimony to that Thank you for bringing gotcha. that up. It's true. <laughs>
<laughs> that's that's cool. So I mean, well, but we have our we have our instances, right? If somebody's doing good and everybody's idolizing them and looking up to them, it's like you kind of find yourself in that same space. But it's like it's like looking up to our our own self, like looking up to that and looking at how far we've came and 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 not judging anybody and not judging self. And then even recognizing when we're judging, whether it's good or bad, because judging is like, oh, you look really nice tonight. That's still a judgment, right? That's still, you're still noticing something, but it's, but it's just the feeling. And it's like in, in, in our minds or in our creating, when we're looking at something that we appreciate, like maybe I might appreciate the clothing, I might appreciate the body style, or I might appreciate the smile or the, the face or the skin or the hair. So we're creating all the time. So if we can train ourselves to constantly find things that we like now we're creating everything we want to visually in a way that we want to instead of noticing all the things that we don't like oh gosh that person had a whatever on their face or you know we could go through a whole process which i won't go through but it's like i'll, I'll give you the opposite of it it's like seeing the nice tight firm young skin long lashes um beautiful clear eyes um thick hair you know what I mean? There's a shine to it. There's all these things. Like I notice all these things and I'm, that's kind of where my, uh, where I kind of transitioned from in a lot of ways. And then now that we've had this conversation realizing, well, now I have more of a focus back to eyes to want to explore this even more so that I'm not passing it on to the kids. And if I do pass it on, that's on them. That's on them to figure out how to go get past this. Because I do know they do look up to me. So it, it, I just see it as in those ways. So recognizing it's not necessary. And then I, and I noticed my grandson because he has his glasses on. And maybe, who know? I mean, this was something that started, we noticed it when he was a baby. So yeah. So looking back at his C1I wasn't stronger. But it's like there's such, we, there's so much information there all the time. All the time. It's just, it's amazing to me. And it's not something for us to go fix. Not necessarily, but if, when we fix things within ourselves or we look at stuff within ourselves, it does resolve a lot of issues for us. I say issues, but I say that loosely because yeah. that's just self-created. It's not good or bad. It's like I said, explore it. It's an opportunity for exploration. It's an opportunity for understanding what someone else might be going through and then recognizing we don't have to be in that struggle. But a lot of times I think that we feel like we do. So we might get past things that we put ourselves into struggle. And then there's little pieces that need to be kind of cleaned up still. Need is not really the right, right word and cleaned up is really not probably the right word either because it's part of our evolution. But it's, there's things that we've been holding on to that I probably we don't recognize that we are. And I think too, um, uh, I know, well, in, in this lifetime, healing mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually has been huge for my life, uh, my life journey. And so- Who's to say that, I mean, it's how many people right now are saying at such a time as this, it is a fascinating and an incredible time to be on this planet in the physical body. And who's to say that my eyesight is part of my healing journey. And so learning, you know, Joe Dispenza comes before me and, and I get the information from him. And then should I choose to, um, utilize that information and I change my eyesight and don't need glasses at all. Now I'm a walking testimony of that. We can do this. So maybe that's part of my journey too. I don't know. 
right now it's okay where I'm at. I just knowing that, like you were saying, like I'm happier now in this with, with my life compared to, and only comparing to my past, not comparing to other people. So just compared to my other, my past, like it's, it's a huge difference. And so just knowing I'm that, that the healing process has created that. Now, if I want to go deeper and further with my healing, as far as my body goes, then maybe my eyesight's the next thing. I don't know. And it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's not something we have to have control over. It's just something yeah. it's just exploring the journey. I don't know. And then finding yourself in a space of, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Nice. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Man. But I was able to go get your contacts. You're able to go to your, yeah. you know what I mean? You're able to do all these things. And even if you're not, gosh, there's different ways, you know, taking a colander and looking at out through it and looking in through the holes and then looking back at the call, you know, processing distance and far look up stuff. I haven't done a lot of this. So this is, I can already hear my souls like talking to me, look up stuff. It says go look on up. YouTube. It has all kinds of stuff, <laughs> but you can, you can go on YouTube and you can find um, eye strengthening exercises. Just like when you can do face yoga. I did it a couple of times and I noticed a huge difference and I haven't taken the time to do it anymore since I just haven't had, I just haven't taken the time for it. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I find it fascinating. This, this, the, where we put ourselves at. I do. I find it fascinating. And we've been talking about eyesight and glasses specifically, but listen, Bev, you know, just said uh, just a little bit ago and I affirmed it that, you know, we look at other people and we might idolize them or look up to them. And then we take on those physical traits. Well, that also happens with, um, uh, generational disease right oh yeah which is not uh the seeds have been planted that that's a thing but not all diseases are generational not all diseases are are uh are for us to experience so to speak we have lived with somebody with a certain type of disease and because we're related to them or we've just been in their energy for so long, we take that on in our own body. So we're manifesting it in our own body when really we didn't have to do that. We didn't need to do it. But also the belief system, right? Subconscious mind again um, is, well, my grandfather had it. My dad had it. So I'm going to have it type of thing. My mom, my grandmother had it. My mom had it. Now I'm it's and what, how do they say it's inevitable. You're going to get it. I mean, it, that's been handed down with breast cancer and, and diabetes and Parkinson's and uh, all kinds of stuff. And that really the truth is you don't have to take it on at all. I, I just saw, uh, not too long. It's been a little bit, maybe about a year or so. Um, I know of a gentleman who he was older, had Parkinson's and um, has since passed. But then I saw his son and his son was taking pretty much taking care of him. When I saw the son, I could see those same traits. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's taking that on when really he, it probably wasn't even his to take on type of thing. 
It's that belief system, those, those limiting beliefs are so strong. And this is why it's so important to have that awareness, have self-awareness, have, um, you know, mental awareness, have emotional awareness, just really being aware of what you're thinking, what you're believing, how you're um, talking, how you're feeling emotionally, and the conversations you're having. Just like the doctor, we look up to the doctors, the doctors say, well, this is it, you are like three months. Well, if I choose to believe that and hang on to that and live out those days, feeling like that's the truth, that will be my truth. But how many people are like, okay, well, I'm going to go live my best life. I only have three months. So I'm gonna go. And then 10 years later, they're still here. Happens all the time because they've surrendered to joy. They've surrendered to love. They surrendered to um, raising their vibration. Well, in a higher vibrational frequency, our body heals or is more apt to heal. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you brought up how you were watching the son, how he's picked up some of the traits. And it's, I remember watching my mom when she was with my grandma, when she was basically on her deathbed. And I remember thinking, or I remember the thoughts that this is going to be the, what takes my mom down. Like she, like she's, she's matching her energy to this energy. Now yeah. she didn't end up with the same situation that my grandmother had, but she ended up transitioning not long after, I mean, it was probably within a couple of years afterwards, after my grandma, but I knew, I knew at that time, well, probably within a, actually it wasn't a couple of years, I think, well, maybe it would have been, but anyways, neither here nor there, but I recognize, like in that instant, I saw something and then not having an understanding of it. We always want these big woohoo, yahoo moments, you know what I mean? All the time, but we have them all the time, yeah, all the time. We do. Because even that was a moment, even, even you're talking about that recognizing those things was a moment because it's not just it's just something else but then again i go back to the whole same thing again what are we giving our attention to you know what i mean what are we watching because we don't want to there's things that we want to create in our life and we're creating with every single thing that we do our thoughts our foods our, our what we watch what we listen to what we are thinking what we're what we put our attention on to uh, probably repeating some things but it's like we do we're creating all the time and it, and it's like really sit and look at beautiful pictures, find people that you find that are beautiful, look at them, find the body type that you like and, and explore that on a regular basis. It's not, it doesn't even have to be a vision board, but it's like, what are you putting your time into? Are yeah. you sitting there? Are you sitting there worried sometimes that you're aging? I have, yes. But I also came from that for my mom. My mom was just absolutely beautiful. You know, I'm at this place last night and I, and I was thankful because I thought, you know, I don't, I don't need him to call on me and give me any information that Matt Frazier, I don't need him to give me any mediumship right now because I'm gaining information all along the way. I'm watching how he's handling the audience and, and he was awesome. He really was. I really never put that much attention into watching him on anything on YouTube or anything. Um, he's very much a showman. He's like from the same area. I think about where Long Island medium comes from same energy, even high, you know, he's gotta be moving around and stuff like that, but it was just phenomenal. But I can tell you right at one particular point before he was doing anything, I saw my mom so crystal clear with her blonde, beautiful hair, like young, like maybe the time frame from my wedding. So it would have been like 30 years ago. But she always looked good in her hair. She just always reminded me she didn't until she transitioned. But I, she reminds me of an angel. 
honestly, because she had this nice, beautiful blonde hair. It just like illuminated her. It really did. And so she showed up last night and I'm like, I'm like so thankful because there was no, no missing it. There was no denying it. She was perfectly there with me right then. And it was, it was pretty awesome. And then like going through the processes, but I, it's just recognizing those are the things to pay attention to. It's not the, the illness or the accidents or the, the body that you don't want or the things about yourself that you don't like. It's looking, what do you like? You know what I mean? So if you're going to create yourself and you're going to close your eyes and create it, you got to kind of have an, a visual in your mind. If you, if you don't, I say you don't have to, but a visual in your mind of what you do like, because you're creating, you're looking at a space of something that's not even, it's not even true. It's like, it reminds me of looking back at pictures, right? We look back at pictures and like, what was my problem? I thought I was so ugly back then and heavy and all these things. And it's like, you don't see that anymore. And, it, and it's because we were looking through these glasses or these lenses or these you know, perceptions, perspectives of ourselves that we weren't good enough and we weren't perfect because we were idolizing somebody else. And I'm sure that person probably didn't think they were perfect and found all kinds of flaws within themselves, right? I mean, so it's this whole process, but I'm just saying all this stuff to recognize that we create, we're creating all the time and we create things that we, whether we want it or not, we create it. So it's like, what, what do you want to spend devoting your time to? I changed my body a lot. If you wanted to go by genetics, I would have been I would have been skinny forever. I was always skinny. I was like 125 pounds genetics. My uncles and everybody else genetics um, on my mother's side, you know, they were all tall. They could get lean and lanky, but not really. I mean, they might look muscular because they were so freaking lean. But it's like you weren't seeing a whole lot of stuff, and it was stuff that I went and did because I kept visually looking at these bodies all day long, these different workouts. And I'd be like, okay, that's what I want. Okay, but I'm taller, you know, all this stuff because we're creating all the time. And that's how I helped create myself. But then I created my own issues within that. So I would see, oh, well, I got water and it's making my legs smooth and muscles aren't showing up, you know. And then I would stay in that space of this worry and concern and like there's a problem. There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with us. It's just like, what do you want to create now? Okay, so I created that body. What, what else can I do? Yeah. What else can I do with this machine? A hundred percent. That's malleable, right? A freaking microscope at whatever density they have to go, how many times they have to zoom into you. You're nothing. I mean, there's particles, there's, there's space in between your particles. There's, so it's not even a solid object. We're not even solid. So we're so malleable. I feel like. Yeah. Well, I had, um, I know I had it planted in my subconscious as a belief that that when I got about a certain age that I was going to gain weight because I watched my grandmother do it and I watched my mother do it and I watched my aunt do it. And it goes back to, well, they did it. So inevitable, ah, it's going to happen to me too. So I did, I got to a weight, like I'd been the biggest I'd ever been, heaviest I'd ever been. And I'm like, this is miserable. I was miserable physically just not feeling good in my body and it was then I was the one that had to change that so I had to get the tools I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier I had to get the tools that were going to help me do that and I also have to focus and I I say have to for these changes is like Bev was talking is focus on what you want I want a smaller body. I want to feel lighter. I want to wear nice fitting clothing. I want to feel comfortable in my clothes. I want, right. So 
um, as I started that journey and changing my eating habits, moving my body more, also the, the mental focus, the emotion, how am I feeling about myself? It's all a package deal. Like we think we got to do one thing and that's going to fix everything. No, you're going to implement one thing and then you're going to start stacking the next thing. And then you're going to start stacking the next thing It's called habit stacking. And it's like, once one thing becomes a habit, so the eating, okay, I'm good at, I'm, I'm better at my eating habits. I eat, you know, more nutritious meals. I, you know, have more protein shakes throughout the day instead of garbage, you know, junk food. So, okay, now that's a habit. Now what am I going to do now? Well, now I'm going to implement moving my body more. So I'm going to do those two things in congruency, right? Through as much as I can. When that becomes a habit, now I start something else. So it doesn't mean you got to do it all at once, but it is a package deal and you're going to implement different things at different times as you can do them. And, you know, we know everybody has busy lives right now. We know that. So you do what you can do for now and then get good at that and then do the next step. I love it. Yeah. I used to, when I stepped on this healing journey, um, there was other things going on in my life that, that, uh, I took it on as I need to learn all of this stuff right now. When, well, when I took that on the universe definitely delivered and I had so much information coming at me, then I got overwhelmed and I shut down. That's my MO man. If I get overwhelmed, I shut down and then I'm not making any progress. So don't do that. Trust me on my experience <laughs> that I'm sharing with you that take what resonates for now, implement, and then add the next step and just do what you can do. If it's, if it's just, you know, talking about like moving your body, it's suggested you do it 30 minutes every day. Well, you don't have 30 minutes consecutively Do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes in the evening, or 10 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, like just implement. And maybe right now it's only three days a week. Great. It's better than what you were doing before. Most likely you weren't doing anything. Now you're doing something different. Now we got to get the mind and the body in congruency of making this change. So it's like, okay, set a timer. It's time to move your body. That is using a tool to get you to move your body, to help you remember to move your body because your subconscious mind is going to say, I'll do it later. Ah, oh, we need to relax a little longer. Oh, well, you know, I got too much to do. We talk ourselves out of it. So utilize the tools that you have to help you be on track to, to um, move in the direction you want to move in. I love it. And then yesterday I've been practicing, well, I do it and then I stop, but then I started up again yesterday was just writing my story writing down everything you want. Oh, thank you for this, my new beautiful vehicle that I drive. Thank you for my, my home that I live in. Thank you for, you know, having all this time to go travel with my family, all my family and go to like all kinds of places in the world. And thank you. It's going through that. And then not just doing it one time, it's doing it over and over and over again. It's like, how are we utilizing our, the time that we have? And I use time because that's what we use here we're in the 3d or we're in on the planet and we use time currently. Ah. So it's like, just recognizing what are you doing? What are you creating? What are you looking at? 
or what have you created that you don't like so you can change it <laughs> yeah, but it's, i mean even even that's like like you said it's just looking at well if you don't like your eyes looking at someone else's eyes you know the eyes that you like what are the what do clear eyes look like and what color do you want them to be you know because i think we can do a lot of that stuff i don't think i don't i'm a, a non-believer in genetics what do they say i think they say one percent of it's actual genetics and I think they're only saying 1% just to be nice because I don't believe that it is. I feel like everything is, yeah. we can create this from what we've seen, heard, experienced, whatever. That's how we've taken it on. And if you want to get, do you, if you want to learn more about genetics and DNA and uh, epigenetics and all that, then follow um, the person I follow. I'm not saying this is the person, but the person I follow for that is Bruce Lipton. Yeah. Uh, he has some fantastic information as well, as far as, you know, how we can change our DNA. I mean, even Joe Dispenza talks about that, but the, you know, if you want another doctor scientist, then uh, look up Bruce Lipton's um, information. And uh, I'm telling you, we're so, we are so freaking fascinating. And when you take interest in you, in your container, in your, in your um, human self, then it helps you actually helps you have more compassion and understanding of how other people are showing up in the world. It does. Yeah. So, and it's all a choice. It's all a choice. So. <laughs> Anything yeah. else? No, I think we cover a lot in a small amount of time. Yeah been good good conversation i love talking about the human body and the our abilities because <laughs> it's endless and i just love it so much it's it is endless it's never ending i mean for sure yeah it's so, fun all right well tea time with amy and bev we are so uh um grateful that you have chosen to hang out with us whether you're watching us live or watching the recording and um, be sure to, we will be equally grateful to have us be shared with your friends and family. So um, if you think of anybody that could benefit from any information that we talked about, then please share us um, with them. You can like our uh, channel and YouTube. You can see our videos in uh, on Facebook. Um, so yeah. That's why we do this. It's free every week. <laughs> happy evolution. Yeah. Happy evolution to you. So my friends, thank you for hanging out with us and uh, making an incredible day. We'll see you next time. Bye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.